0: Next on MLR Weekly, Seattle Seawolves and English 7s legend Matt Turner on unions, CBDs, and the Springboks. Also, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with Bunker Madness, Toronto's Big Signing, and Major League Rugby Rumors. And... Rugby Morning's John Fitzpatrick with MLR headlines, moves, and more. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle New York City, the world's best rugby pub. And Lean & Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Welcome to MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Wrap Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. And we've got a huge show for you once again this week. We have Matt Turner, Matthew Drew Turner, the legend out of the Seattle Seawolves and England Sevens, who happens to be half South African. He's complicated. We'll get to him. We also have Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with all kinds of good stuff. And before we get to any of it, we have our recurring segment, Rugby mornings coffee break with John Fitzpatrick with all kinds of stuff. John, welcome. What do you got?
1: Hey Matt, how you doing? I gotta start with a question to you first, Matt. Did you hear the news about your boy Eddie Jones?
2: Mate. He. Mate, there is no news, mate.
1: Well, Eddie, now that you left the wallabies, where are you gonna go?
2: Mate, to the least
0: expected place, mate. Least expected. Happy trails to you, Eddie
1: Jones. Next! Hey, Matt, speaking of Australia, there's a connection here with the San Diego Legion. Unfortunately, Lock Ben Grant, has left San Diego and will be plying his trade with the Hurricanes in Super Rugby. A big loss for San Diego, but a big get for the Hurricanes.
0: A big loss and a big get, literally and figuratively. He's a large man, and they don't grow on trees. They are trees.
1: Next! But San Diego Legion will be getting a player who's returning to Major League Rugby, Wing Ryan James, who may recall last time he was in MLR, he was with the LA Extras, excuse me, Giltinis. Last season, he was with the American Raptors, but now he is back in Major League Rugby with the San Diego
0: Legion. Don't call it a comeback, and he'll find that last name once and for all when he's here.
1: Next! Let's keep the comebacks coming back. Old Glory DC, they announced that they have signed at Ethan McVie. He's returning to MLR. Matt, you just gave me a curious look, what was that about?
0: Yeah, you sure it's not McVeigh?
1: It's McVie because I heard him say it on your show. Next! Hey, how about your boy Lance Williams? He's left the Utah Warriors. It looks like he's getting a stint, or continuing a stint with the USA men's sevens. They've already qualified for the Paris Olympics, just like the women. It looks like he's going to try and get a run out there in paris matt what do you think of that
0: i think he's a guy that was overlooked by the 15's team for too long he's a group he's a good player uh, he's a very good player and uh chasing the dream before that window closes absolutely rooting for him always liked him
1: next matt i'd be remiss if i didn't bring up that old glory dc announced the signing or the, i'm sorry excuse me the re-signing of flanker latardo mamaro The Argentine returns to Ogilvy, D.C. for the 2024 MLR season.
0: Great pickup. But how do you know when you're reading that it's not resigning instead of resigning? There's a little hyphen. hyphen Is there a hyphen? Is there? There's a hyphen. Next! Matt,
1: before we close out this segment, and that's right, I'm directing it now. I've got to ask you a question about the Rugby World Cup. The 2023 Rugby World Cup champion Springboks. Are they the greatest rugby team of all time?
0: Well, it's one of those hypotheticals that you can't really answer because we don't live in an age where we can go back in time and have those players play against the current players. But um, you know, the gradual change in in uh, in physical bodies because of workouts and resources, you'd have to give those teams out of the past that same. Uh, those same resources, but my, you know, I would love to see the 2011 All Blacks healthy because they won with a fourth-string fly half who, whose jersey didn't fit him, and they they managed to win a World Cup. Had they been healthy, they would have been really lethal, and I'd love to see them matched up against this Springboks team. Next,
1: Matt. That is all I got. Looking forward. The next week, as we talk about the USA men's Eagles, as they return to action for two games, and that's being mini tournament.
0: Yeah, very excited about it. It looks like the Eagles are going to get some more games, 9 to 11 per, per year, which would be fantastic. Finally getting some real competition, getting some reps, getting into camps. That'll be good for the game. And on that note, John, I think we're out of time with you. Yes, we are out of time with you. So let's take a break, and we'll be right back right after this digs like a demented mole there need a great price on a new vehicle she makes it easy easy price shows you our lowest prices on the mid-atlantic's largest selection find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships you need your cleats you need them tomorrow if you order today by 3 p.m new york time or noon la time they can have them to you tomorrow young old male female if you're playing on turf if you're playing on grass if you're playing in the rain you're playing in the heat they've got you covered rugbynow.com go there now and we're back and we have the pleasure to bring in one of our favorite all-time guests mr matthew drew turner he of, uh, recently of the Seattle Seawolves. He's, a, of course, an England rugby sevens legend, despite the fact that he's South African. Matthew, welcome back to MLR Weekly. No, it's great to be back.
3: Uh, thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure talking to you, uh,
0: chewing the yarn, as I like to say. One quick question before we get started. Did you cover your England rugby tattoo with a spring box tattoo, or are you putting them next to each other?
3: You know what? It's it's one of those things when I've now won what five
0: World Cups, so good. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> That's a record in the England South Africa match. Who are you rooting for? Oh no, England!
3: Um, it's what our, our household is. My mother and myself, we are England supporters. My dad and my sister are South African um, supporters. So it's a bit of an uphill battle it's been a long sort of it's gonna be a long eight years now um i'll probably only go home what is that 2027 20, i'll go home and and say hello to my my, my dad but we'll uh <laughs> delete my sister's number but you know i've been getting memes from my my sisters you know telling me about the score again and you know end of the day i kind of half won
0: but <laughs> well, well, you had to be rooting for south africa against new zealand right oh,
3: yeah definitely 100%, that, was, that wasn't even a, uh, a discussion. You know, when you got people like Bradley Tucker in your lives who tell you New Zealand are the best rugby team ever racing this earth, um, anything just to drop him a little message, a little, a little reminder that he sits on top.
0: Well, kind of on top. Well played. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty because the title of this is Destroying Matt Turner. That's what this segment is. But it's hard um, to destroy a guy with your resume because you played in three MLR finals and you played for england sevens and you just keep retiring and keep coming back and show it all it looks like turner on the pitch bob that is turner on the pitch bob are we going to be saying that this year are you playing this year no not this year um i know i've told you this you have last... said that every year for the last four
3: years you know i've 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 made a purpose of uh emptying my house out of rugby boots you know uh <laughs> If I did play, you would see me running on the field with, on the field with things we call career savers. Uh, you see them in the NFL. The NFL refs, refs all wear them. So if you see a pair of those, then you know I'm back on the field.
0: It, you know, this might be a stretch, but is getting rid of your rugby boots part of a 12-step program? Oh, wow.
3: Oh. I like that. It's not
0: bad. Early in the morning, baby. Yeah. This is how we roll. This is how we roll. <laughs> November is here, baby. November is here. With that resume, you are highly qualified to discuss many topics. And the first one I want to touch upon is the Rugby World Cup. What did you make of the bunker? Because I'm afraid MLR execs are going to say, hey, you know, that bunker thing's a great idea. What is your take on the bunker? And how come Khaleesi's card wasn't red if Kane's was red? Thank
3: you. Yeah, you know, on the the bunker stuff and all the stuff Rassi and Joe have been doing, I, I, I think it's making the game you know they—they're doing it within the rules. They're—they're they're playing, playing the system. They're balancing their team with the correct players for the challenge they see ahead. So I, I you know, with the seven-one split sort of stuff, I don't mind. I don't mind that as well because if you look across the board and the talent that they have on the field, there's people that can play multiple positions. Ciric, um, there was mitigation, right? You did. Uh, he did drop into the tackle. Oh. Uh, you know, the, the body weight shift was there where Sam's was a one-on-one hit. Um, do I think it should have been a red card? By the letter of the law, yes. But, you know, situationally, the, the, the moments, the, the game,
0: maybe not. Let's go, let's go back to the MLR. Is that you think the MLR needs to do? Uh, in this upcoming season, improving league-wise?
3: I think we, we, we're talking about growing the game, and the, the on-field product is definitely growing, and you know, most teams are putting in a concerted effort to grow the game around the States, but maybe that needs to be something that's slightly more formalized with a an eight-year goal right now with the World Cup coming in eight years. It's, well, we've got eight years where we need to fill, our, fill the stadiums. Um, we need to... Get into all the local councils. We need to try to get for us in Seattle. I can use this as an example. We need to try to get all these re, these turf fields that are getting re-turfed to have rugby lines on them. Right, that's the biggest image issue with 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 the league from a game point of view. Is you turn on the TV and you, if I'm a first time watcher, I'm seeing a thousand lines. It's that first image of this is all these rugby lines because they don't know any different, right? And then from a a community point of view, it's just about getting our numbers back up from post COVID. Um, it's about helping the club games, which most teams are doing now, but having a, a centralized concept that we can run out across the country so that it's consistent. a
0: template, if you will.
3: Yeah. A, a plug and play. Yeah. The nice thing is the game's growing, even with these, um, we, we've got to be positive. You know, I, I think sort of the next cycle, Four years, a lot's going to change. Um, I'm hoping more teams come in and new markets. Um, you know, I'd love to see like an Ohio team in there. I, I think that's a
0: always a nice, a good spot. There's no real. The Aviators, Columbus, Obets.
3: Yeah, they, you know. It's organic, they're...
0: it happened. They got to tap back into that. What's your take on the unionization thing? The players forming a, a union.
3: In my side, personally, there's two parts to it. Um, the league's not profitable. The league's not in a position to, to be unionized, in my mind. Um, I think a lot of uh, things are going to affect current people's contracts um, that other people don't know about. You know, that from a, a league point of view or a team point of view. From a player's point of view, there's a difference uh, overseas between an association. And, and, and you
0: mean like perks and stuff, perks that are like legal perks, all legal perks, right? I mean, I just use cars as an example. Not the envelope under the table.
3: No, all legal stuff. You know, if if I'm getting a car in my deal and someone else isn't getting a car, um, you technically have the right to ask for a car, or the other person has to give up the car. Is my understanding of the union in America? Um, you know, a union back home isn't this. You know, is an association here. You know, I think an association makes more sense.
0: What's you know, the difference? Because I can't seem I. I only have a University of Buffalo education. I can't grasp the explanations.
3: You know, so an association is a membership where if you're part of this, you get access to lawyers, to discounts. I mean, there might be a Ford might sponsor it. So you might be able to get a report or, you know, you've got a bank attached to it. So HSBC is attached to the RPA in the UK. You get premium (laughs) banking for free. Um, you know, and then a union is basically, you know, you think of Ford and what GM, GM, and everyone are going through. That's because the union are asking for a collective raise. So everything's done as a collective. Um, so you know, even if you don't agree with it, and you're a union, and the union votes, you know, over the, the percent threshold they need, you're, you're you're in it, whether you signed into it or not. Um, and that's what I don't like. It takes away the it it, it takes away the ability to negotiate um, or have decisions made on your behalf of the league as an individual. Um, the collective bargaining thing makes sense in theory in my mind, but the league's just not ready for it.
0: So let me let me ask a different version of Matt Turner. If Matt Turner is twenty, uh, would he have a different outlook on it?
3: Um, you know, you'd have to be if I'm twenty, I'd have to ask to be fully educated, not Is that Rucky in the is that Rookie yeah. in the background? You're gonna you're gonna have this big uh rubbish truck coming past again now. Um, I hear I hear squawking too. Is that Rucky? That's uh Oh, that's full Mac. He's coming back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Canadian scrum have full Mac. Phil yeah. Mac, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you just want
3: all the information. Um, you know, it's been coming in bits and bobs. I know it's obviously a – it's technically a startup, um, but it, it's, it's going to affect a lot of people if it goes through. Players hat on, I would say, this is a good idea, but the league needs to be more established for this to to actually – to actually have its full effect of what it should do.
0: Interesting. What do you, does the does John Q. Player understand this? the the regular the regular guy in the clubhouse? Does he get the gist of what's going on? To an extent, you know, I've had conversations.
3: You know, I'm I'm I don't mind if you want to vote for it or not. It doesn't really. I won't, I won't ever try to sway someone. Um, some guys are just like, oh, I'm just going to sign it without understanding it, which is that's a bit worrying for me. To be fair, I'm sure the guys you who know, are setting the union up will. You know, once once the league gets going, they'll ramp up their communications with the uh, with the players because it's, I'm not sure how how active they've been with the individual. It's more as a whole. Yeah, it, it it's it's just a clarity up on on around exactly what they're wanting to do and what the what the main goal is and how this is going to help the growth of the game, not not put a, a speed bump into where it's going.
0: Interesting. Uh, As always, Matthew Turner, thank you for being interesting and thank you for being you, sir. Of course, anytime. On that note, thank you to Mr. Matt Turner. We have to take a break. We'll be right back. I wouldn't like to be at the bottom of that. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. Once again, we have the pleasure of welcoming in the rugby god. That is Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, straight from Halifax, Nova Scotia, which means New Scotland. Brian, how are you?
2: Doing just terrific, Matt. Terrific.
0: You don't look like you're doing terrific. You look like you got some things on your mind, and we're going to try to pick apart those things on your mind. But let's start first with what you want to start first with, Brian. Um, any news on your guys that played in the Rugby World Cup? No, because none of us watched the England versus Argentina match.
2: Yeah, wow. Uh, Tomas Cabelli started the game. Nicolas Sanchez came off the bench. I watched zero minutes of that game because I didn't care at all. (laughs) So, I don't really have any comments on how it went, but I'm looking forward to seeing them play for Miami.
0: Yeah, and we do understand why the players will play in that match because it could be the last time they're wearing their, their nation's uniform or they're getting a nice paycheck, specifically if you're the English players. So, you know, it kind of makes sense for them to play it. I just don't think the match should be played.
2: Yeah, I get why they do it. You know, it's it's more for money, I think, than, than saying goodbye to players. But I just – nobody cares about it, let's be honest, except the guys who take part in it. But that's better.
0: Now, in the final, there was some controversy on the on the Sam Kane Card being bumped up to a red, and maybe Khaleesi not getting a red after they had set the precedent earlier with Sam Kane getting the red. What's your view on those cards? They're completely
2: different situations. I mean, you look at them; they're player's day to me. I mean, I'm not saying I necessarily agree that Sam Kane should be sent off for that, but I'm saying that as it's written and as it's been refereed for i don't know how long now that's a clear-cut red card i didn't think there was any way to get away from that unfortunately now if you want to say that this whole world cup has highlighted the need to revisit this whole uh head contact situation i agree it's over the top and i think they're starting to realize that um and if you're going to complain like my complaint about that final uh, yeah, you can complain about the kicking and that kind of thing, and and people are always whining about how long scrums take and lineouts take. My complaint, even with this bunker situation, we're still slowing the game way down to make these refereeing decisions that are often quite marginal, or, and uh, or, or the decisions
0: know, coming like 15 minutes later,
2: yeah, and reversing know, everything that's happened. I, I I'm just that that stuff frustrates me.
0: All right. Let's go back to the MLR on this side of the pond. Um, what news, what topics, what subjects, what caught your eye this week?
2: Well, I think the big one has to be that the Arrow's finally unveiling their, their head coach, uh, Steve Mean coming in. Uh, great acquisition. I mean, you have to say, look at his resume. I mean, yeah, he's been in, you know, GPS Uh, in the Queensland Premier League, which is, you know, I guess you could say club rugby. But, uh, I mean, this guy is coached at the very top levels of the game in in all three. I mean, the the big ones, top 14, English Premiership, Super Rugby. I don't think you can ask for a lot more than that. So, in terms of experience, I think it's great. Um, I hope and I can only assume that he's coming in with his priority to be making this a competitive rugby team in Major League Rugby and not... This is Canada's team. I have to fit in X amount of Canada's players. You know, that's nice and all, but can we please move past that and say this is the Toronto Arrows playing in Major League Rugby? That's your focus, them a good team. And I'm, I'm sure that's the discussion that's that that's been had with them. And you know, they put it in the, the, the press release saying how oh, he recognizes the importance of Canadian rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's get out of there. Let's let's just make this a good rugby team. And I, I think they've made the right decision in hiring. All
0: right, I want to change gears a little bit because I've been talking to different uh, people on both sides of the aisle on this conversation. What is your take on the unionization for the MLR players uh, as opposed to a players association? Players association union, I'm told by some people that's the same thing. I'm told by other people it's not the same thing. What's your take on this whole thing right now?
2: i educated enough to make a, a decision on I will say I, I think that MLR – to this point, at least publicly has not done a good job of, of kind of connecting with that uh, players association as it is. And I think they should have done a better job in, in speaking to them and not gotten to this, silly i I think that the thing that last people want to see is this uh, you know social media posts from one association one side the other stuff that's amateur stuff i I wish they would had not gone to that so i think there has to be better dialogue between the two certainly
0: i am very very concerned about this and i've been um, trying to read up on things and try to get some opinions from different people and try to figure out Even maybe even figure out how we can get the sides together and not have uh, what could be a catastrophe. And we're at such an embryonic stage in this whole league, and owners hemorrhaging cash, and I get the players having you know legitimate complaints and concerns, but I think that you know we we if we were in a room with a keg, kind of like the college rugby landscape thing, we could solve it, and I think. These people have to start talking to each other more and share what their concerns are, and then say, Oh, you know what? Well, we can do this. And next. the big thing here is that, again, it gets back to the United States not being something that you can, a place where you can take an existing model from overseas and apply it. Same with Canada. You know, these are huge countries. You have, as you said, the one thing, the one box ticked about healthcare, right? We don't have that here, and, and it's very expensive. So again, I'm a little bit above my purview here, but the basics are that you have workers' comp, workers' compensation as the insurance for players in the league. So that's like an on-the-job-you-get-hurt thing, right? And then you apply for workers' comp, and workers' comp will then take over the case and give you the surgery and the rehab. Uh, And it allows the team to use that salary cap, that's space, from your injury once you're on workers' comp. To bring in somebody else right and we've seen that happen across the board the real complicated thing though is workers comp is different in every state so like some states to the cost of the workers comp is like 2.1 times the salary cap whereas in other states it's a fraction of that so it's across the board and what they've been doing the owners is they've been pooling monies into the, the comp the workers comp pool so that it kind of spreads it evenly amongst the 13 teams. And the irony is the Toronto, which has healthcare, was paying in. And that's just workers' comp. That means you're only when you're hurt on the job or during the season. Doesn't include off season and it doesn't include family. So this is the trick or this is the one of the one of the sticky points or stick uh or, or obstacles, right? So that's kind of it in a nutshell uh for that piece of The disagreements. So, but, but when you, when you speak to everybody, they, they all understand and they all, they all empathize, but we got to eliminate the public wars and we got to get into the rooms and talk before we derail this thing. And I am, I'm really worried about it. All right. Well, what else you got for us, Brian?
2: Well, you know, I hear there's going to be more interesting things going on with the schedule. I know we've we've kind of already discuss, or discussed the uh, the delay in the playoffs that's, uh, that some, seems to be uh, coming. It sounds like there might be a shakeup in uh, the actual setup as far as conferences goes. That's going to make things interesting. I'm certainly uh, very interested in seeing what the schedule is it is going to look like and uh certainly how they approach the playoffs if that is the case if there is kind of a reshuffle so you know that's uh that's always interesting when you've got teams that have already been doing recruiting and everything thinking they're going to be matching up against team this that competing yeah. them for playoff spots and all that's of a sudden it's good it's it's reshuffled so uh that's going to be interesting i mean at the end of the day you want to have the best team
0: we also might have the first Domino effect of South Africa winning the Rugby World Cup and Rassi Erasmus with his seven to one split off the bench with a with the seven being forwards down in Houston with the Sabercats because they are loaded with forwards.
2: Unreal. I mean, they've <laughs> had Justin Bisson and Johan Momsen and Rowan and Murphy. I mean, all these guys are coming back too. Marno Redling Ice and, you know, Emmanuel Albert, Siasi. You can't fit all these guys in one scrum. So they're going to play in the back, line. I think we might see the first 7 <laughs> 1 <laughs> bench. I, I actually might have to look. There might have been a 7 1 maybe by accident, and it might have been. By Houston already, I'm going to have to check that That out. That might have been because of like a
0: domestic international thing, you know? Yeah,
2: maybe, maybe. But uh, maybe we'll see more of it. If any team's going to do it, it's going to be Houston because they're absolutely stacked in the – forwards this year they are going to be a bruising team
0: on that note brian we are basically out of time once again unfortunately so i want to thank you sir mr brian ray of america's rugby news also want to thank mr john fitzpatrick of rugby morning and matt turner of the seattle seawolves and england rugby sevens legend -ish ish and thank you for tuning in check out our other programs including the critically acclaimed the rugby odds the college rugby wrap-up hit that subscribe button on youtube please tell your mates about us sign up for that weekly newsletter and please join our american red cross blood donor team